0: And one of the things that is really important to track is that you're tracking that time your own time and your team's time because then you can understand that investment of time as well as the investment of money to see what that return is and it really helps you understand exactly what you're getting out because i think it's so easy for us to think oh i spent roughly a day doing this but actually did you, amongst everything else you were doing, once you picked up your phone and scrolled up on Instagram and then popped to the shop to pick something up, how many hours did you or your team member actually spend on it? And is it actually giving you that return? Welcome to Scaling Simplified, a weekly conversation diving into our knowledge of teams,
1: finance, strategies, and startups to help you scale a business you're not a slave
0: to. I'm Pip and I'm Georgia and between us we have over 20 years of experience in big corporates and small startups to share with you. Let's dive in.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today we are going to be talking about ROI and how we can get
0: more of it. Awesome, I cannot wait for this topic
1: but first Georgia, what even is ROI? Do you know what, this is something that people ask, and I have gone and looked up the fancy definition for you. So ROI stands for return on investment, which is a measure of the profitability of an investment relative to its cost. So in small business context, ROI can be used to evaluate the success of various initiatives. That can be marketing campaigns, equipment purchases, or even
0: employee training programs. Love it, love a dictionary definition. But I'll be honest, I think it's also really important to think about return on investment as the two parts. So investment is what you're putting in. That might be money you're putting in, your time, your energy, your focus. And then the return on the flip side of that, we often think about it as money, but it can also be your energy, your time, your health. How you're feeling your clarity it can be so much more can't it than just money in equals money out
1: exactly if you spend money you want to get something back from it basically so mm-hmm. a bit like when you go and buy a new pair of jeans you know you often justify it by the number of times you're going to wear it or how it's going to make you feel in a certain situation and the value of you feeling good in that situation is amazing so I don't know if you do this but I'm like okay these jeans are 100 pounds but I'm going to wear them every day so really they're just going to cost me 30 pence a time to wear them and 30 pence to feel good when I leave the house is a great return on investment
0: absolute bargain and it's really funny because I actually said the same thing when I was thinking about getting a cleaner and I don't know about you but cleaners are expensive where I am and I was umming and ahhing. And then when I realized how much time I would get back by somebody coming in cleaning the house, not to mention the fact that I am not the best cleaner anyway, I realized just how good that return was on the investment that I was putting in. Right. So true. I saw this actually moving from
1: a quite cluttered and small apartment to somewhere that was bigger and more spacious. The change in my ability to focus and work well when I wasn't surrounded by clutter, which can be the same when you're not surrounded by by mess, is incredible. So big difference there. I can see the return on investment. But how do we transfer this into our small businesses looking for that ROI? Great
0: question. Okay, so great question. So I think the really obvious one is marketing, right? That's the one that comes up again and again when we think of return on investment. And that's generally because we're putting money in and we want to get sales out. Now whether that's you're selling products or you're selling your services, if we're paying for ads, We want to make sure that the money that's coming back out in the sales is more than the money that we're putting into our ads. And this is really easy in our business. If you're selling, you know, using Facebook ads or TikTok ads, you can actually look on your dashboard and see what your cost per conversion is. So you can understand how much return you're getting for your investment and what that ROI factor is. But also you can use it, say, if you're doing organic marketing instead like you don't need to just be thinking about how much money you're putting in you can also think about how much time you are spending on different things in your business and then understanding whether that time was time well spent and you're getting that return you're getting that outcome that you're looking for for all that input that you're putting in in the first place
1: Yeah, I think it's so useful to see that. And you can do the same. Obviously, I specialize more on the team side of things. And you can do the same when we're thinking about our team. Now, as a general rule of thumb, you're looking to bring back in four times what you're spending on a team member. But this isn't always going to be the case because in reality, you know, it's not just about monetary terms. But let me give you an example of kind of a bad ROI that you might be getting from a team member that you've hired. So we work a lot in the online space. A lot of that is selling through Instagram or Facebook. So maybe you decide that you are going to hire a DMs salesperson, somebody that goes into your DMs and is making sales for you with your potential clients. And you're paying them 50 pounds a day. So that would work out, say 250 a week, say a thousand a month. And in a month, they are actually selling around a thousand pounds worth or even just shy of a thousand pounds worth of product or or client sales. Now that is definitely classed as a bad ROI. You're almost not even covering that cost. And there's all the admin that goes with paying them as well. But imagine instead you were paying say a VA 50 pounds or the same amount, a thousand a month. And you spent those two hours a day that you were getting back doing more one to one calls with clients like you had to the client list, you had people wanting to work with you. And instead you were spending on that, getting your VA to do your admin. So your VA is doing 20 pounds an hour of admin and you're making somewhere between 100 and 500 pounds an hour, depending on your pricing, through your coaching or your client calls or whatever you do. So you can see that the return on investment is really good. So it's not really that black and white, it can be a bit
0: nuanced, and that can make it trickier to see always what the ROI is. Totally agree with you on that one. And I think that's What's so difficult about ROI is that if we're looking for the financial return on our investment, it can sometimes be a little bit hard to track really accurately what that number is. It's easy if you're just selling to a few customers, you can really easily see what it is. But as your business grows and gets more complicated, it can be hard to exactly track what's going in and how much money and time you're spending going in versus how much is coming out. And so I think that's something that we need to get really clear on. So when we're doing this in our business, I really want you to think about tracking everything that you can track so you can get as close to understanding the perfect ROI as possible. But don't worry if you can't get it absolutely perfect. We're not looking for perfection here. We're really looking for understanding that ballpark figure and understanding what those trends are. So for example, in the marketing example I gave earlier in terms of ad spend going in, what you want to be doing is tracking those cost per conversions Make sure that you're recording each week what you're spending on marketing and then what are you getting in return for your sales? And also just sense check this here. If you're marketing, say you have two different products and you're marketing product number one, but you're making loads of sales of product number two, that's not necessarily the return on investment. You wanna make sure that you're tracking like for like. So comparing apples with apples and bananas with bananas, right? You wanna make sure that you're actually tracking the right thing. So make sure that you put all that information down in a spreadsheet. But the big thing that I also see here is that you then have to do something with this information, right? Don't just track it and not do something. So don't get in the habit of putting those ads out, panicking immediately when you see the ad cost going up, you're not seeing the conversions coming through really quickly. I know we've all been there where you have that panic and you're thinking, oh my goodness, all my money's going out and I'm not seeing the sales I want yet. Make sure that you give it a few days to just let everything settle. But then if something isn't working and you're consistently seeing that your cost per conversion or your cost per sale is reducing, go and do something about it. Change your ad copy, tweak things, change things, try things out, test it, see what's working. The market is always changing and your return on investment is always gonna be changing. So don't be afraid to play and test with these things and just have some fun with it, right? Try different things out and see what's working, what's giving you that return. Do you know where to focus your time and your money? And I think the other thing on that is just checking every month when you're going through and you're paying all your invoices, ask yourself that question, is this money well spent? Am I getting that return on this investment? And if you're not sure, maybe a cost that you want to start looking to get rid of so you can maximize your return on other investments you're making.
1: Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. And the numbers are going to give you all the clues. So if you can keep yeah. detectiving on that and looking, it really helps. And I loved what you said about not rushing. You know, just because you invested something and it's not making a return immediately, don't cull it. Just either mm-hmm. the for it to get into its pace or you then start to think how you can tweak it. And to be honest, this is exactly the same like with a team member so imagine you've taken on this dms assistant you've had a month of them kind of breaking even on the sales it's not necessarily time to like pull the plug it's like okay how can i make this process better how can i add some roi to this investment and that might be as simple as you need to optimize the operation perhaps the way you set it up there's too much recording conversations and different processes and actually they're spending loads of time in the administrative side and not actually doing Any selling, and that's why you're not seeing that return on investment. So, could you make that more simple, or do you need to give them some training? You know, perhaps they're great in the actual selling, but They're not really understanding your message clearly enough. They don't know how to handle the objections that might be coming up. Perhaps they're not crystal clear on the values of your business and how they can work that into the conversation. Maybe it could be an efficiency thing. And I think this is something that we talk about a lot is we need to optimize that efficiency. So is the DM's assistant making that sale, but then the sale is falling through later down the line because the follow-up isn't good enough or the checkout process is terrible or there's something that's not working there? And then we're thinking perhaps, okay, they're good in the selling, but actually, do we need to think about more marketing investment? Do we need to warm our audience up more before we're going in to sell to them? You know, have you not thought about the beginning of the process enough? Have you got enough of a presence on social media for this to make this interesting and not feel like a cold sale? maybe you're thinking about where you're putting your focus for this ROI. So are you actually targeting the right audience? Is your DM's assistant actually speaking to the right person? Could you guide them better on who to target for this? Is your price correct? Is the product right? Is this what people actually want? Do you need to do a bit of work around that? And then we're constantly monitoring and improving, you know, have you set reasonable KPIs for that DM's assistant? Do they know that they should be selling more than they are currently selling? You know, what are their conversion rates? Like how many conversations are they having leading to how many sales? How can we make that better instead of 10 conversations leading to one sale? How can we make eight conversations to one sale and then down to six to one sale and then down to four to one sale? You know, we're constantly looking to improve all the time. And I think when you're dealing with people as well sometimes it can be just a communication issue you need to make it clearer actually this is what we're trying to achieve where are we struggling how can we make that work better
0: i love that and it's funny actually that you say this and something that i find really useful in my business is making sure that you're recording that information so i loved how you were saying Set reasonable KPIs, track. And one of the things that is really important to track is that you're tracking that time, your own time, and your team's time, because then you can understand that investment of time as well as the investment of money to see what that return is. And it really helps you understand exactly what you're getting out. Because I think it's so easy for us to think, oh, I spent roughly a day doing this, but actually, did you, amongst everything else you were doing, once you picked up your phone and scrolled up on Instagram and then popped to the shop to pick? something up? How many hours did you or your team member actually spend on it? And is it actually giving you that return? And I think as soon as you start getting to that habit of tracking and having fun with the data, starting to see those trends and enjoy it, that's where you really make these massive differences. And those little tweaks, those little marginal gains are the things that then can make such a difference for you. So I would love to know, because obviously this is great in theory, right? But do you have any examples you can share of how some of your clients have improved their ROI on, say, their team or costs in their business and and what this actually looks like in reality?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I think this is a really common example. And it's really not thinking about where you should be investing in the first place. So potentially not getting that ROI. This is a position we've both been in, you know, you've started a new business, you're busy, you're flat out, you're trying to generate new clients, there's always stuff to do isn't there and so you're thinking okay I really need some support often people will think okay so what I need the first thing I should do is hire a VA and bring some in some admin support but imagine you've only got a certain amount of money which for your budget which is very usual when you're starting out you know there's not a huge excess of cash to pump into this you're desperate to start generating more clients now the thing is in this scenario your strong point and I can speak from experience on this is not marketing. You are not great at generating new interest from people you've never met and bringing them into your world. So now what you're doing is you're really busy and you've got someone helping you with all the admin that goes with clients and you're spending all your time trying to bring in clients, but you're not great at bringing in clients. So that £25 an hour that you're spending on your admin would be much better being spent at the front of your business, generating those clients, hiring a copywriter, getting them to write you an advert, putting that on Facebook, actually bringing in some new leads, because when the leads arrive, you're great with them, you know exactly what to do, then you can start actually generating some revenue. So that's your return on investment, you want more money in the bank to then hire someone to come and help you with the admin and everything that goes with it. So sometimes it's thinking, okay, yes, it would, be lovely to have someone help me do my admin, but I, I actually know how to do that. What I'm not so good at is bringing in those clients and thinking, even short term, maybe I invest there first, start getting some traffic, and then I think about bringing someone in to help me with everything that is going on. So, there's so many different actions, so many different ways you could think about it, and they all lead to more. ROI using the same amount of money, but you're generating more revenue into the business that you can then use.
0: I love that. And I love how you mentioned about what you're good and bad at, because it's all about knowing yourself, isn't it? And your business and going, okay, what do I need with my skill set and what I'm trying to achieve to get me to the next place? And that's really, where can I spend my limited pot of funds to get the maximum out? And that's exactly what ROI is. It's really just going, you have a limited pot, What can I do to maximize this, to make my life as easy and as fun and make me as much money as possible? Because that's really what we're here for, right? It's businesses that allow you to live your life and love your life. Okay, so why don't we share then, Georgia, some really practical tips? Because I don't know about you, but I love listening to a podcast and being able to walk away and just go and implement things straight in my business. So I would love to share with you guys listening some practical tips that we both use in our business. You can go out there and start implementing this right away and improving your return on investment. I'm gonna hand over to you for tip number one, Georgia.
1: A great idea, because as we said, no one size fits all. So
0: with that in mind, tip number one,
1: focus on strategies that will generate sales. You know, if you have a, if you have a small pot of money, let's use that to, and spend that on generating sales, because then you've got more money to do stuff with.
0: Following on from that, my tip number two would be to really think about how you can streamline your sales. How can you make it as easy as possible from potential customer or client to making that sale? How many steps can you remove to make sure that it's really quick, that sales process, and it's as simple as possible for you so you're not wasting time? That money on getting
1: that sale. Absolutely. And in the same line as that, step number three would be focus on your target market. So, again, we've got limited funds. You could throw the money out all over the place trying to attract different people, but really, you only want your target market. So, really zone in on where do I spend money to attract them, to support them, to help them, because that is where you're going to get the best ROI.
0: And then, so for step four, then, it's taking that money that we're throwing out into our one specific area. And it's tracking it through so we're really ensuring that our sales process our sales funnel is really tight and we're understanding where things aren't going right or wrong. So we know that that money that's coming in at the top is giving us the return that we want at the bottom. So really ensuring that you track and keep on working to improve that sales funnel every single day, every single week.
1: So step five, invest in marketing, which is really important, but not scattergun approach marketing. So a bit like we've said, you know, Don't just get someone to post on your social media three times a week. Really think about that investment. What actually is going to give you the best return? What's going to bring you the most clients actually buying your product?
0: I love that. And then so step number six really follows on from that. And it's all about being mindful about your spending. So what can you do to reduce your operating costs? So that investment that you're making into your business is really as low as possible and you're maximizing the return. So really looking through every single cost you making every bit of software that you're paying for and thinking do i need to be paying for it and if i do am i on the right package am i on the right level am i paying for it in the right way to really maximize what i'm getting out of it
1: okay seven and this can feel like a big hit (laughs) invest (laughs) in employee training and invest in your own development Now, the difficult one about this is often it's like a big shell out of money and it Mm -hmm. takes a while to see that return on investment. So you need to be really clear about where that return is going to come from, how long it's going to take, what it's going to look like. That can be obvious in terms of looking at your employee training and stuff, because if you train someone inside your DMs, you should quite quickly see a return on that investment and making a lot of sales to cover that training cost. Where I think people get confused is investing in their own development. There are so many things that we could invest in, but some of those are nice to have and some of those are essential. And I think in that early stage of small business development, you've got to be really clear, like, what is the return that you're going to get on this investment? Because until you've built a big pot of money that you can invest in yourself, it needs to be the right investment at the right time on you.
0: Yeah, totally agree with that. I think it's so important that you really think through and you have that clarity on what that return is for the investment and understand that sometimes you've got to be patient, like sometimes that the investment is going to take a long time. And sometimes you want to make sure that you're seeing that return come back really quickly. And I think having the clarity on that is where you can then really easily see what's going right or wrong for you. And then speaking on that, something that you can use is you can really use technology to help you with this. For instance, if you bring somebody into your business and they're doing a lot of admin work for you and they're costing time, if you can automate some of the aspects of their job for them or parts of your sales funnel, you're reducing the time that you or a team member needs to spend, which then means it's costing you less money, right? So really think about how you can leverage technology to make your investments cheaper, so you can get the software to be doing the hard work and heavy lifting for you. So you can really understand then how to maximize that return coming back out again.
1: Exactly. I think that's really important. Number nine, focus on customer retention. This is so overlooked by people and an area where you could easily quickly add minimum 10% onto Mm. your income every year. Because by overlooking people that are already your ideal client within your world, not asking for referrals, not keeping them within your, your programs or within your business, just throwing money down the drain. And actually, that focus on customer retention is something that can come into a team role that you might not have thought had an ROI, but can be added in here. And we'll come on to that on a later date but it's a really good one to focus on.
0: And that's so important if you have an e-commerce business because it's so expensive generally to acquire e-commerce customers. And it's slightly different from if you're building relationships in a service business, but you really, really, really need to focus on customer retention if you're selling products. It's such a massive way to skyrocket your profitability rather than being stuck in that sales and then running out of cash in that horrible roller coaster way, spending money to make money and spending money to make money. We want to spend money and keep the money, that's the idea. Make money, keep it, as little spending as possible. Which brings us on to our final point, number 10, So really, this is all about continuously monitoring and improving. So be clear with your goal to begin with. What returns do I want from this investment? Start off with that clarity before you make any investment in anything. Ask yourself that question. And then once you've made the decision to invest, then you want to be monitoring it. I loved how you mentioned before investing in your own development. I think sometimes we make these investments and when we don't see the return immediately, we give up on it. And we end up then going down the wrong path where we don't make back the return that we should have got, where if we're continuously monitoring and improving and questioning what we're spending that money on, we can bring ourselves back onto that right track, whether it's investments in ourselves, whether it's bringing that team member back on track again, so we're maximizing their output. So always thinking about what we can do to monitor and improve. And it's so easy to do that. You can get your spreadsheet, you can write it down. It doesn't need to be complicated, but just keep on coming back every week and seeing what little tweaks can we make To make this investment and make us a little bit more money make it a little bit more efficient make our team a little bit happier and better at their jobs and just remember to be patient because you're not always going to see that investment make its money the next day so remember when you come back into that first question why am i making this investment is it the right investment for me if you knew you weren't going to get a return for a little while that's fine remind yourself be patient monitor and wait for it to come in because because it will if you've made your decision having thought through all of this and tried to all the way and I love that idea those one percent improvements like continuously monitoring and trying to improve that that to me is the essence of a really good business owner and a business that's going to last.
1: Yeah it, it makes me think of the marginal gain story from the British cycling team who mm. went from being an absolute joke to teams that we've really heard of but I think we'll Take that 1% improvement marginal gains idea into another episode because just tweaking those tiny parts of your business can make
0: a huge difference. Thank you for listening to Simplified Scaling. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And if you know someone that would love this episode too, why not share it on your stories? And don't forget to tag us. We love it when you get in touch. Head to the show notes and drop us a DM or send us an email. We can't wait to hear about your business.